Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist in Yankton, South Dakota, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. In this episode, I'm taking inspiration from a question that was submitted to Questions with Pastor Katie, which is a periodic class that I offer in the life of the church on Sunday mornings at 8.30. And this is the question that we're going to tackle this Sunday. And so I thought it might be a good opportunity to discuss it on the podcast so that if you're interested in having a discussion about it with me uh, and with others that you've had some thought put into it, or at least some of my thoughts already in place. Um, And if you're interested uh, in submitting a question to Pastor Katie, you can do that. Pastor Katie, that's me. Uh, You can do that. There's a box in the lounge where you can uh, submit your questions. You can call, email, text, uh, stop me after church you have a question that you would like for me to tackle. When I get two or three questions gathered, then I'll offer the class again. Um, That's kind of how I'm choosing to handle it, is I will offer the class when I have questions that come in. And they are entirely driven by you. The topics that we have covered have been topics that you have wanted. And I want you to know that this church is a place where it is safe for you to ask the questions that you have. Um, and, And I think doing it in these class formats allow allows for there to be conversation and for me to be able to check in and say, is this answering uh, your question? Am I getting to um, what it is that you're wanting to know or to discuss or to dive in or dig in a little deeper? So if you've got questions on scripture passages, if you've got questions on practices in the life of the church, if you've got questions on why is it that some Christians do this and other Christians don't. Those are all within the realm of questions with Pastor Katie, and I'd be happy to uh, tackle them with you. Um, and that's really how I approach it, is that we are having this discussion together, that I'm, I do work ahead of time to think through and to bring some kind of the United Methodist perspective and maybe some of my own uh, study and experience to the table, but also it is an opportunity for those in the group to share their experiences and their thoughts as well. And so it is something that we are doing together. And so the question that was brought to me that we're going to be tackling this week is um, about how how do we be the church together and what is our vision of the church moving forward? Um, There's been a lot of talk about the United Methodist Church. There's been a lot of talk about our own church and what the future of our church looks like. Um, And so I think it's a very appropriate question. Uh, We will be diving in the month of June on a sermon series called Hashtag BUMC, which is going to dive into um, being proud of our United Methodist heritage and our United Methodist identity as disciples of Jesus Christ, that we recognize that we are in one faith tradition, Um, and that we have a certain approach to the way that we look at scripture and understand who Jesus was. Um, That is part of a larger conversation with many churches and denominations, and we recognize and value other denominations as well, but also believe that we have something to contribute to that conversation and something to be proud of in our United Methodist heritage. And so we're going to be discussing that um, and looking in particular at one of um, the things that we have to offer, which is our Wesleyan Three Simple Rules. Um, And so that's going to be Sunday mornings through the month of June that we're going to be looking at that. Um, And so on this, I want to focus a little bit more about um, our vision as 
First United Methodist of Yankton, South Dakota. And maybe a, a way to kind of come at this is, uh, what is it that you are proud about our church? What is it that, that brings you here week after week or month after month? What is it that um, you are involved in um, that, that keeps you here, that keeps you part of this community of faith? Because there is a reason you are still here. Um, and I would say that that probably gets at the core or close to the core of what you believe about the church um, and what the church should be and what the church should be doing. Um, so <clears throat> for some, it is that community of faith that, that what brings them back week after week are the people. Um, we have one lovely woman in our church who is almost 101. She has a hard time seeing. She can't read the bulletin anymore. She has a hard time hearing everything that's going on. So she actually goes home and listens to the sermon again the next week on the radio because she can hear that better. But she still comes to worship week after week. And I asked her one time, you know, what is it that's bringing you here if you're having a hard time seeing and a hard time hearing? And she knew that I was very happy that she was here. And she said, because this is my community, this is my people. Um, and she wanted to be amongst the people. Uh, and so I think that really got to the heart of a lot of what she believes of what the church is meant to be. And one of the things the church is meant to be is our community, our community of faith, our community of people who love and support us and that we love and support them. I recently heard language around that, you know, your first place in your life is your home. That is your home base. It's where you feel the safest uh, to be fully who you are and where you exist. The second place for most people, not everyone, is their jobs, that they spend a significant amount of time and energy um, at their workplaces. And so that is uh, their, their home and their jobs are their two primary places in their life. Uh, and then church. Uh, usually falls in the space of the third place. What's interesting is that as culture is changing, for many people, church is being replaced as their third place by other things and other communities. Um, local gyms become a place that is someone's third place and that they're finding community outside of home and work at their gym. Or maybe they're finding it through uh, bars and uh, social places like that are often for many people their third place their place that they're finding belonging and community outside of home and work maybe it is through um, sports leagues or their children's sports leagues and they're spending a good amount of their time outside of home and work at those places and with those people and they are becoming the, someone's third place where really the church was always meant to be that um, that this should be your primary community outside of your family and your workplace um, and and we see that in our older generations that they really grew up at a time where the church did serve that function and i think one of the challenges that we have today is that the church is being replaced by other things that are filling that role of someone's third place. What else do we believe about the church and what who we are and what we should be doing? I think some might answer that, you know, the church is the place where I worship God. And so as they come, the worship service becomes central to the who they are and really having a worship service that speaks to them personally. 
Um, and that there's something really powerful about that, that our, our gathered work together of worshiping God should be meaningful and impactful. We can kind of get into a little bit of trouble at times, though, when that becomes the sole purpose of church. And if the worship service doesn't feed me personally or meet my preferences or my style preferences, um, then church becomes a place that is no longer relevant to me. Um, and so there is a sense of worship should be uh, a primary factor in the life of the church because ultimately we are the people of God and we come into God's presence when we worship together. But we have to remember that it is only one part of the puzzle and it is a part of the puzzle that is not primarily f to serve us, but as a reminder that we are worshiping God and the focus of our worship is not on our own feelings or our own experiences, but on our gratitude for what God has done and who God is. Another area that I think some might answer with when they're talking about what is a church, who we are and what we should be is a church should be a place that creates and develops disciples of Jesus Christ. Um, if this is a view that you hold to, and that is very strong, you might be someone who's involved in small groups, someone who's maybe involved in teaching and leading others into deepening their faith, and that can look in a variety of ways. One of the areas that I am incredibly proud about our church is the growth in this area, the growth in the number of small groups, the number of people that are involved in small groups, um, and the depth of our small groups. Um, when I came, we only really had a few, a handful of small groups that were active, um, and they were reaching um, just the kind of a, a certain amount of people, and there really wasn't any growth happening in those small groups and that new people were coming. Um, they were kind of, had been established for years and had the same people coming. Since that time, we have grown in the number of small groups, but also in the number of people attending the small groups. And I would also say the depth um, of these groups have also grown deeply. And I want to share one experience that I have had of that, and that is with our youth group. Our youth group, I mean, granted, I came in the middle of COVID where our youth group wasn't able to meet in person, which is a very challenging time to come. But since that time, I have seen our youth group grow, uh, not only in numbers and kids involved and kids that are not necessarily members of our church or attending worship here, but are regularly attending youth group. You know, they say that a regular worship attender is someone who comes once every eight weeks. And our youth group, a regular attender, is someone who comes every week. That is a regular tender in our youth group because that is how consistent our youth are in being in the church and committing their time here. And the other piece is I have seen the youth group grow in depth of their spirit and depth of their faith. Um, one of the things that we did this spring is uh, a trial run of a discipleship program that I've been developing for the last few years and I've been adapting it for for Yankton. Um, I developed it in a previous church for a project that I was doing for a master's uh, course that I was taking. Um, and it's called Disciples Developing Disciples, or D3 for short. And so we 
we ran that program with the youth starting in January until May. So really a short amount of time, about four months. And it begins with the survey and ends with the survey around spiritual disciplines, around spirit, um, kind of holy habits and things like that, because that's really where we develop our discipleship is in our holy habits and our spiritual disciplines and our commitment to learning and growing and serving. And so we had the students do a survey in January about where they believe that they were. Again, it's a self-perception thing. And then we walked with them and, and they identified an area of growth that they would like to focus on. And then we walked with them, checked in on them, supported them with resources and ideas for how they could uh, invest in that area of growth that they had. And then we surveyed them again in May. And it was an interesting thing that happened in that um, they didn't get to see what their surveys were in January before they took them again in May. And uh, like 99% of the surveys came back in May uh, where the students ranked themselves lower than they had in January. But yet when I asked them to identify a goal or something they could celebrate over the last four months, all of them, um, listed having improved in in their spiritual disciplines, having committed more time, more effort um, in whatever their stated goal was. And then they, but they ranked themselves lower, which they were really discouraged by. But honestly, I was so encouraged because what it showed was a spiritual maturity, that they understood that what they knew about spiritual disciplines, what they knew about discipleship in January, what they thought was good enough, when they started to dig into it, realize there's so much more. There's so much more for them to grow into. There's so much more of God that they don't yet know. Um, and they have a greater awareness because when you start to dig in, you start to see all that God can offer. And so I've seen incredible growth there. Uh, we're going to be offering that this fall to the whole church, and you'll be hearing more about it as the summer goes on. But that was one example. Another example is we've been doing this Bible and Brews small group that meets every other week down at Ben's. And the depth of discussion in that group, uh, the stories that have come out of that group, the, the healing um, that has come out of that group has been incredible. And so those are just two examples of the discipleship that is happening in the life of the church. Um, and if you are someone who sees that that is a primary role of the church, that that is where we learn about God, that is where we learn about Christ, that is where we learn about ourselves, um, then I hope that you're someone who is involved in the discipleship side of what we do as the church, that you are invested. And if you're someone who believes that that is the that is a core purpose of the church, then then you need to follow that belief up with action, make sh making sure that our children and our youth um, are getting those stories, are getting that information, that they are being taught and led by example. Um, because that's, I think, something that's missing is um, so many of us were led by examples of older generations of what it looks like to be a Christian, and we don't necessarily realize how much that impacted us. And then we think that if we just send our kids to church, but we don't aren't involved in that as well, that, that our kids are just going to get everything that we received, when the reality is, is they're not. Um, our example matters. And, and so you know, us being invested in the life of the church and the next generations of the church um, are important because right now, for so many, our kids are being set up 
to understand that church and faith is something that is important when you're a kid. It's important for you to know about, but it's not really that important when you become an adult or you become involved in other things. That church becomes lower and lower on the priority list um, because other things have taken the place of importance, the place of value. Um, and so being mindful of that and that um, it takes all of us to keep the church going. Uh, I would say another area that people really see as, as valuable, the church part of our purpose is in our service. Uh, so our mission statement is to develop disciples of Jesus Christ and equip them for ministry in the world. And that ministry in the world is part of why we exist, that we are joining in the kingdom work, in the kingdom of God, that the workers, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, that we are the workers. Um, and so that part of living out our faith is living out the mission and ministry of Jesus Christ through the transformation of the world by doing works of compassion and justice by um, not only worshiping God and, and doing that devotion privately and corporately, but also doing the work of service and, and asking the hard questions and, and working for change. Because we do believe that through the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, that things can get better. We believe that about ourselves, that through the work of the Holy Spirit, that we can grow more and more like Christ. But we also believe that we are invited into the work through the Holy Spirit of making our world better and better and more and more like the kingdom of God. And so as the church that we are the um, equippers and, and opportunity makers for, for that engagement and for that transformation of the world. And so um, for those who really understand the church and, and a primary role of the church is getting out into the world uh, to seek and serve and to meet people in their need and to help them know the love of Christ and to invite them into this world. Um, that is where our mission and our outreach uh, come in. And those are the things that you see that we kind of talk about week after week, things like our loads of love, which again, this week they served and spent over $200 on just doing laundry for people and, and the need that they meet in doing that and giving people space and freedom to then use the money they would have used on laundry to pay a bill, to buy more groceries, to feed their kids, to whatever it might be. Um, that becomes a really important part of living out our faith. Um, and all of this matters, right? But the, so that's one way to look at it is what, what brings me to the church? What draws me in? What is keep, keeping me engaged? On the flip side, uh, the way to ask this is, why, why have I not been going to church? What is it that I've been missing? What, what piece of this um, has not, have I not engaged with or has not engaged me? Um, so, you know, well, maybe I quit going to church because I don't like uh, the way that worship functions right now. It doesn't feed me. It doesn't feed my soul. I'm, it's, it's boring. It's not engaging. I don't like the music. I don't like the way the pastor preaches. I don't like that she doesn't wear a robe or who knows. Um, you know, if you, if those are some of the reasons, then, then you're someone who primarily sees church as about worshiping God. Um, and, and maybe you're someone who's been watching us online and saying, I don't really need to be in the building to get all the stuff that I'm getting, but you're missing out on the community of faith. You're missing out on the other people. Um, so, you know, again, these things are all kind of 
these purposes of the church are, should all kind of be held in balance and intention a little bit. So we, we both need the private worship of God, but we need the public. We need to join together to worship God as well. And yes, you can join in and see what's happening in the corporate worship through our online, but we don't get to see you. We don't get to hear your voice added to the choir. We don't get to uh, greet you and hear your God moments. We don't get to uh, have time of fellowship with you if you're not here and you're able to be. Um, but also then it needs to be balanced between our worship of God and our love of others, our love of God and our love of our brothers and sisters in Christ and beyond. Um, and in our service and our justice. And so it's not just about coming to worship and then, um, okay, great, I'll see you next week, uh, but also joining in the work that we do as the church and who we are as the church. I want you to think for a moment of what would happen if our church didn't exist in Yankton anymore? Who would miss us? Outside of the church, what kind of... Um, reputation do we have? Who do we impact? Where do we make a difference in the life of Yankton? Who depends upon us? Um, and then who, who would you want to be in that list, right? Who would you, um, if, if our church wasn't here anymore, who would you want to miss it? Who would you want that to affect? You know, where do you really want us to be spending our time and our energy? Should we be focusing primarily on a great worship service that people can come to and be engaged and entertained or and feel God's presence? Is that our primary focus? Is our primary focus on discipleship in small groups and really developing more and more until all of our church is, is in small groups and really going deeper in their faith? Should we develop more mission opportunities, opportunities to serve and be in the community? Or should we develop more conversations around justice, more conversations around how do we tackle some of the systemic issues and systemic evils that we have in this world? And what can we do when we join together with that? All of them are needed. All of them are needed for our church to be vibrant, our church to be what it is meant to be. My question to you in all of this, as we think about what is the vision for our church, what, what do we focus on as we move forward? How would you answer that? What would you say is our greatest need? What area do you believe we need to focus on? And if, and then follow, follow up question, what does that look like? That's the kind of conversation I'd like to have as we um, do questions with Pastor Katie this Sunday. And again, if you have questions or thoughts, remember that at the, the town hall meeting in May, I did say that I'm soliciting feedback on, on worship as we plan for the fall. And I really am and hope that if you have thoughts about it, uh, P.S. I know that some of you do and you haven't talked to me about it yet. Um, please let me know. I, I, I really am in a place where I want to hear from you, that I value what you are thinking and what you are experiencing and what you need. Um, but I'm not a mind reader. I can't, I can't know those things unless you tell me. And I really hope that you feel like you can tell me. Uh, and so with that, I hope that you have a great weekend. I hope you're enjoying the beautiful summer weather and getting outside and enjoying God's creation. And I will see you in worship this Sunday, where we talk about what it means to be UMC. Till next time, God bless. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of What's Going On, a podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Wednesday nights at 6.15 or Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can also worship with us online at firstumcyankton.org or find us on YouTube.